Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'll make sure everyone is awake, you know. Sometimes, sometime of the day like this, we may fall into the slumberland. But I just want to welcome you all to this celebration of this liturgy in a very special way. I want to welcome all of you who have been traveling for your summer vacations. We pray that your time for relaxing, rejuvenating, and getting back to work. For those of you who have been having some challenges last week, that's why we are here, to pray for you. We pray for one another, asking God to give us a better start of the next week. And those of you who had so many good things, we just say thank you, God. We praise God and we thank him for all those opportunities. I want also to begin by recognizing all our grandparents and great-grandparents who are here. I know today is a very, very special day for, for us to have in our lives. So I ask all of you who still have your grandparents, please reach out to them, thank them for their being their lives, because we know they are the reason why we are today. Without them, a different story. So if you have grandparents, please reach out to them, call them, send them a text, just to express your appreciation for them. And for those in our parish, we are so grateful to have you. I can't think of our parish without grandparents, actually. It would be scary to be here. But seeing around our pews and our churches to make us always hopeful and always keep going. So on that note, I'm going to begin with a story of two grandchildren who won't spend a night of Christmas with their, grandpa their grandma. So they had this rich grandma, of course, and rich grandma had spent the evening with the kids. He told them, okay, boys, say your prayers, and after saying your prayers, I'm going to come back and tuck you into the bed. They're sure. So grandma moved into the next bedroom, gave them time to pray. So the older boy began praying, thanking God. Thank you, God, for grandma, for my family, for my friends, which is beautiful. And after that, the young one also began the prayer, exactly the same prayer. But then at the end of the prayer, he says, help me that this Christmas I may get a new scooter and a new video game. But he was shouting so loud. The older brother told him, hey, slow down. God is not deaf. He says, yeah, but grandma is. So, as we know that we as human beings, we take so much pride from our grandparents. We always say, we pray for them, asking God to bless them, give them good health, and also share their knowledge with us. I want to preach today about something called friendship and prayer. Friendship and prayer. In the entire Old Testament, which has so many men and women in the Bible, there are only very few people who are called friends of God. And one of them is Abraham. is referred to as a friend of God. Now, if I ask you, how many of you have friends? Of course, you're all going to say, we have friends. But are they really friends or acquaintances? We always confuse those two, having our acquaintances and friends. But there is a difference between friends and acquaintances. Who is a friend? If I ask you, how do you define a friend? Maybe you're going to say someone who's true to you, okay? Someone who's there for you when you need them, okay? Maybe other can say someone who, whenever I call, he picks. But let me say, a friend is that person who does not disappear when you're in problems. 
but is one who stays with you through your problems until the problems disappear. That's a true friend. And a friend must be able to add something on you, some value on your life. Do your friends add values to your life? There is a research that was done last year by Harvard, and they said a typical American has only one true friend. That's scary. So do we really have friends? As I said, a friend must be someone you really trust. You can count on them. Whenever you need them, they're there for you, and we're there for them. But also, they must have add some value to your life. That was what was going on with Abraham and God. Abraham and God were friends. Now, in very few minutes after Mass, I know Colleen and Albert are going to be baptized, become children of God. Once we're baptized, yes, we become children of God, but it does not necessarily mean we are friends with God. God is seeking friends among his children. It's the role of the parents to raise up their children as Christians, yes, first of all, but also as friends of God. That's why in the reading today, before the first reading, the first few chapter verses, God says, how can I conceal from Abraham what I'm going to do? So he's my friend. How can I keep this away from him? So, well, I'm going to share this with him. That's what pushed God to share with Abraham because he says, he's my friend. How can I conceal this from him? God shares his plan with Abraham, his friend. He says, I am going to do this. Immediately, Abraham does what? Abraham, because he knows he has friendship with God, he begins to intercede with his friend. Hey, what about if there are only 50 good people? Are you going to do that? Because of the friendship, God says, well, okay, I will not. But he realized that's even a big number. It goes from 45, 30, until 10. But what we see at the end, even the 10 were not even there. But still, God's mercy, because we have friendship, he saved only the four people who were there, who were worth, worth saving. It was the friendship that they had with God that led Abraham to intercede, to pray. Now we all pray. So in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 14, what does Jesus say? You are my friends if you do what I command you. There is a condition, friendship. If you do what I command you, you are my friends. So there are so many people who ask ourselves, most of us know what happened in Highland Park. The person who committed that, that murder was a Christian and he went to church twice a week, on Wednesday and on Sunday, but ended up doing this. Just because he was a Christian does not mean he was a friend of God. And of course, we know in Jesus' company, he had 12, and there was also Judas. Was he his friend? No. So for us to say, I am a friend of God, what does that really mean? Do I have a personal friendship with God? Can I kneel and talk to God as my friend? Does he even listen? Do I listen to him when he speaks back to me? Because that's what friends do. So once we know we are friends of God, we are able to pray to God. That's why Jesus now teaches us the Our Father. So whenever we come to pray to God as our friend, we should remember one thing. 
God is not a vending machine. God is not a vending machine. Put in your coins and get out a snack. Doesn't work that way in friendship. God is a person who wants us to come into a personal relationship to know how he thinks, to know how we feel. He cares. So when he teaches us that our Father, two things happen. The first two petitions, they're about praising God, praising and worshiping God. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. The first thing is praising how wonderful God is. We all can say that when I look back in my life, the moment when I say, yes, God was so wonderful to me. When I look at my life in the past, I say, God has been so great, gracious with me, so wonderful to me, so I praise him. Then once we finish praising God, the next three petitions, give us our daily bread. Now that covers every need we have presently, current needs. Right now, my physical, my spiritual, whatever needs you have, they're covered in the daily bread. Then he moves on and says, forgive us our trespasses. That's the past. Yes, we messed up in our past. We hurt someone, someone offended us. I offended someone. I asked for forgiveness for myself, but I should also be able to give that forgiveness to someone else. And then the future. Lead us not into temptations, the future temptations that are coming. We say, protect us from those ones also, the evil ones in the future. That's the Our Father. So when we come to pray this prayer, I'm going to ask you one thing. When you say this prayer, ask yourself, am I saying it to my friend or just something, someone up there? It changes the whole dynamics of your prayer if you know you're praying to a friend. So I'm going to ask you today, as we begin this later day, when we pray to our Father, think about those three things, worshiping God, praying for your current needs, your past, and your future, because we know the present is ours. The past is gone. The future is not known. Let's ask God for the blessings today that we may become the friends that God is seeking for. That we may be able to say, yes, we are friends with God. The Lord be with you.